The sales robots have taken over, and they're decimating deals left and right, destroying them right in their tracks. On the AI for Sales podcast, our mission is to empower everyday sellers to embrace AI superpowers to build new bridges and crush quota. Dr. Joel Abon said it best in the AI for Sales book, in sales, time kills deals. In AI for Sales, AI kills time. Join our hosts as we learn from the C-suite of the world's fastest growing companies about how you can leverage AI today to transform your sales revenue engine while being the best version of you. Hey everybody, Chad Burmeister, and I'm your host of the AI for Sales podcast. Today, I'm with John Morris. John is the executive director of brand. He most recently held the position of head of sales and has been promoted to executive director of brand. What a cool title. I love it. John, glad to have you on the show. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it very much. Happy to be here. Uh, so let's see, you're in which state again? I'm in Illinois, unfortunately. <laughs> it's very cold. Well, it believe me, the cold came through here. I was just in the mountains uh, the last night, in fact, for one night, and it was minus 22 degrees one day. So... That's, That's pretty cool. much what we're waking up to every morning. It's it's uh, not delightful, let's say. Wow. Yeah. I left my door open overnight by accident because we unloaded all the ski gear. And so my car door was open. The frost on the inside of the windows was a little scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When it's inside the window, there, yeah. there's a problem. <laughs> there's a problem. Um, so let's, I like to help our audience kind of get to know you and who you are. And I best way I've found to do that is tell me about when you were younger, like what was your passion? You know, were you always into branding and, uh, and product marketing or <laughs> what was your gig? When I you was in the Titleist, man. That was my brand. Titleist was my brand. I'm a club rat. So, uh, my father was a, a successful executive. I'm the youngest of six kids. I caught the back end, right? So my older siblings caught the, the battle to get to success from my father. I caught the success. So he had uh, a house here in Illinois and a house in Florida, and we were on a golf course on both. So I grew up a club rat, right? And I was, I was working at 10, 11, 12 years old, being uh, 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 you know, a cart kid, right? Working the carts, going to get the bags out of, uh, out of the uh, members' trunks and um, you know, shining shoes and carrying bags around, doing all those things. And so my passion became kind of hanging out with the golf pros. That was my thing. I, and the golf pros kind of took a liking to me. So they would, you know, they get off. They work such weird hours, right? They get in at like 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning, get things going, and then they're done at 3 o'clock. And then that's when they get their round of golf in, right? So I would be done. I'd put, you know, my carts away, whatever I was doing that day, and the golf pros would say, hey, come out with us. So I would go play nine holes with them at 12, 13 years old. And just picked up the game and learned the game and kind of figured it out. And then, you know, by, by you know, 13 years old, I was beating my dad, which he didn't like very much on the golf course. But that was my thing. I, I got into, it, you know, from a branding standpoint, you know, there's all these household names. So one of the questions we always ask people when we interview was, what's your favorite brand and why? For me, it was Titleist. Titleist just absolutely meant champion to me, um, elite, and anything and everything that I could have had that said Titleist on it, I wanted it. Uh, so that was my passion, still is my passion, but golf was my thing. Have you heard of a guy named Arjun Sen? I have not. So Arjun works with Tiger Woods from PR perspective, um, but he also worked with Tiger Woods caddy and uh, old caddy. And at okay. one point, 
he, you know, he was talking to this caddy, the prior, and I'm, I'm blanking on his name, the guy from Texas, um, his early caddy. And, and he said, okay, what's your deal? And he said, well, I'm Tiger Woods caddy. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Arjun kind of brought him back to, wait a minute, you're the number one caddy in the world. You're not Tiger Woods caddy, right? We've yeah. Got, and so he really helps people discover what their one of oneness is and then helps them connect the dots with what what their unique one of oneness is. So I love that. Really, that you know, we call that that superpower. What's that one thing that just stands out about you? Yes, 100%. All right, let's um let's pivot a little bit into the use of AI, right? You're in the marketing and branding side. I'm assuming there's a lot of big data. I've seen AI bots can actually now write a write copy for a SEO article or there's so many different aspects. Are you seeing AI in branding and in marketing right now? Yeah, we're seeing it a, a certainly, you know, as it relates to content creation, you certainly see it on LinkedIn. Um, I think it's a, a pretty heavy thing as it relates to um, the way that people are interacting initially to see if they can kind of sift through and identify who their true audience is and then how they're connecting to establish that first deployment. I do get a lot of those messages within the DMs. I think there's a killer combination that really could happen. I, I understand the need for AI as it relates to marketing to the masses and getting, you know, casting a wide net, the efficiency, the speed, the data that comes out of that. And then when you combine that with the personal edge, the personal touch, creating a community and creating a real feel as a human being, then you can really build a multitude of brands, right? You can really get your message across to a multitude of people. So I like the combination of the two. Um, I see too many folks using just one or just the other, right? It's when you mold them together, that's when you have magic because you need the AI for the efficiency, the speed, but you don't want to make people feel like a number, right? If people feel like they're just a number, then you got an issue. So you got to take the combination of that AI for the speed, the efficiency, the data, and then you got to combine that to real, authentic, vulnerable community building uh, and and messaging in your cre- in your content creation, right? And when you have that, yes. that's when you're powerful. That's when you really start to create unbelievable amounts of leads. And when you have a safety number of leads, then you can cherry pick the ones that are best for you. Now you can create real partnerships because those people have a specific need or want um, that is consistent with your deliverable. Man, that's well said. We're in process of, of rebranding from ScaleX okay. to XHuman, X-H-U-M-N. And it stands for exponentially human. I love it. Because we still need to leverage our own humanity, which need to be do more of it. So you're right. You can't go on one side or the other. You have to, you have to go, you have to do both. So yeah, technology you know. is not to, um, wow. Well, um, replace. So on a sales motion, does your sales team uh, use AI at all for outreach? So uh, we use it from the standpoint of trying to identify uh, and target which type of clients would be the right connection for us. Who would be the best clients? We have a target audience that we are trying to stay within that lane because we know we're quite successful. So we're trying to duplicate success. Uh, and we are, um, we are agnostic as it relates to the field or industry that we work with because we're in promotional products, apparel, branded apparel, distribution, decoration of those things, and really advancing brands to the next level to create that exposure. Uh, there isn't really 
a client that we can't work with, right? Anybody and everybody needs marketing collateral and needs logoed items and all those different types of things. But uh, we know who we work really well with, what type of partnerships we want. We call them intimate partnerships. And those are the folks that will allow you to advise them. They'll allow you to play a part in the creative. They, they want to interact with you at the concept phase, not the transaction phase, right? Not, yes, hey, yes. go get me something, right? But, hey, we've got this event. We've got this thing coming up. We need to understand how to create the best reaction. And, you know, that advisement, that partnership is what we're looking for. So we use AI from that standpoint of how do we find the right target audience for us that increases the odds that we're going to be successful on their behalf because we know we've done it. We've got proof of concept. Wow. Yeah. So let's play this out. <laughs> uh, I'll be a, a customer that could be a, a very real customer. And we'll, we'll leave the ex-human one on the side. That's the part B. Part A is a good friend of mine named Daryl Stinson came up with You Matter. So he's got hoodies that say You Matter on it. I've now worn it in about five different cities and the reaction has been 100% positive, right? It's not this matter and that matter. It's, you really can't argue with you, Matt. What a great quote. What a great tagline. Love it. So if we were strategizing on right now, I ordered 24 hoodies and we're planning to go and, and socks with you matter on it. And we're going to go as a group of about eight of us down to Denver and give them to people and the gap that we have is the strategy around, okay, once you give it to them, how do we leverage these people that might be homeless? They might be strung out. Mm -hmm. And I'm, almost, I'm looking at NFTs to, to build an NFT for them so that they could actually create wealth living on a street corner. That's really That cool. one's a little further out. But let's, I mean, what, if I was coming to you and asking, what should we think about when it comes to you matter? What questions would you have or how would we diagnose uh, how, how you could help us? Well, you know, for us, it's about how do you how do you streamline the process and how do you get the reach out there and how do you make it a smooth, easy uh, buying process, right? We think branding is about creating a feeling and we, we pride ourselves on premium. Well, for us, premium is not product. Product, we can, we can identify 9 million, different, 9 million different SKUs. That's not a problem. Premium for us is process and process is buying experience, speed of buying experience. So... You know, if it was something where you were looking to market or target, um, you know, a, a particular audience, we would look at whether or not you use an e-store. How would you curate that store? And then how would you actually promote that store and modify off of the data that comes in and who's buying what, what's selling, what's not selling? How do we modify and curate that store to make sure that it's getting the result that you're looking for? Scott, I'm thinking we could make these folks become the salespeople because yeah. they've got the jersey. And now you could put a QR code on the back. Yep. And it takes them and right so to the here's, store. Here's the process gap that I'm having, right? I figure, hey, we might as well have this conversation because yeah, right? this is what our listeners want to understand, right? How do, how do you do this? Um, so if I printed this out in an ideal world, I would say, hey, here's your unique one. It's got a unique QR code on the back. Mm -hmm. If you scan it and you buy 10 new matter hoodies, you're going to help fund me as a person so that I can get off the street. So there's value in buying it. And maybe it's 10%, 20, maybe 50% of the, of the entire revenue of that hoodie purchase. 
Or do we do just a generic code and then educate the person? Hey, all you got to do is tell them that your your code is, you know, Chad B, and then and then you'll get the. I think you I think you screen print the QR code on the sweatshirt with the with, that's hard coded to that person, right? So that's hard coded to that person, and yeah. so and you could even do it really cool where the whole back of the sweatshirt is a QR code, and then people are going to go, you know, you got a QR code on the back of your sweatshirt. When the world is going on. And then you go take your phone out, scan it, right? And then it goes to an e-store where they immediately could shop and buy that sweatshirt. And then the person that you're talking about that is that is trying to get off the streets can explain to them that a portion of that goes towards them getting themselves to the next level and getting right. Yeah, yeah. And they'll be spreading the word and they'll be helping out other people. That's right. All right, so we need to continue that conversation as I well as it. ex-human. So that'll be fun. We're we're here to change the country and bring everybody together. So well, it sounds like you've got you know technology match with human match with purpose. Oh, that's power right there. That's right. So thinking about the future, and you know, right now we've got Alexa all over the house. You can talk to your Siri on your phone and. There's a lot of really neat things going. I've, I've had someone on the show that does at-the-edge AI in a chip. So if you go through a drive through and these were two different companies, in fact, but they work together. And so you go through a drive through and you'll be able to talk to this AI bot instead of a person on the other side. And it's going to know you to the T, right? Hey, John, welcome back. Is your wife with you today? Yeah, your tendencies. <laughs> yeah. Do you still want that Big Mac with fries or uh, can I upsell you today? But it's getting to a level of sophistication. If you think about that in the sales motion and marketing, um, talk about either. Where do you think things will be in two years, five years from now? Well, I, I think that, you know, it's really, really interesting to your point. Like when I'm driving down the street and all of a sudden I pass the Target and then I get 15 ads from Target, right? I just think that that is just the the the, the back office element and the amount of sophistication of that technology to get that point just blows my mind. It boggles my mind. I think as it relates to a sales uh, standpoint, I think what it'll do is it'll allow folks to hone in and focus in on needs and wants instead of presentation, right? And it skips a lot of that, that, um, you know, sifting through the multitude of different products or services you have that might be irrelevant to that particular client. And especially when you have a company like ours or other companies that have multiple SKUs, many different clients, many different industries, um, it can slow down the sales process, the, the sales cycle, when you end up talking about, you know, it's almost like you're throwing a dart with a blindfold on, right? But if you could hone in on specifically what are the tendencies of that client, and you can focus on that. Then you have two types of conversations. Number one, you have the one where you're just getting them right back to that order process where you know that they're going to buy that. But you also can monitor the tendencies that they don't have so you understand what suite of services they're not using. So you know in those conversations you might want to bring up an, an add-on or an addition to that they're not using. And I think that that's just going to provide the data set to make salespeople smarter in their productivity and their activity. Yep. Do you think that we're in for a shift? Because it feels to me like the the stock market, you know, we started to see a little dip into the red recently. Hmm. And it's felt like we're sitting on the top of a wave that's cresting, uh, at least from where I sit. Yeah, when, it's when, coming. When you start seeing people say, yeah, NFTs, like 
I made a million dollars. And it's like, whoa, you're 23. That's mm -hmm. awesome. How in the world did you print that kind of money? Um, so as the world shifts and, and, you know, and AI becomes more prevalent, what do you, what are your thoughts on the elephant in the room, which is we need less salespeople to execute the work, right? Will it, will it disrupt the seller of how we know it? I don't know that that's the case, but I think what is happening is there a sh there's a shift happening right now where salespeople need to start to think of themselves more as marketing influencers. They need to start to become brand champions. And they need to focus less on what the tactical account management process is, and they need to start to focus more on how can they get the message out through content creations. So I, I'm seeing, you know, with the, the amount of lead generation and AI and technology and all these things that took away from that kind of grunt work that we used to have to do as salespeople, right? If you still are an expert at that and you haven't shifted to becoming a, an influencer within your organization um, and somebody that is constantly talking about the bigger picture and the purpose and the why and all those different things to attract a community, then you're going to fall behind. Because prospecting element of the gig, Right. It's going to replace that part, which I think probably is very refreshing to a lot of salespeople that might be listening out there that cannot stand that part, right? But I don't think that um, it's going to bode well for folks that don't make that shift from, yeah, just tell me what it is that you need. I'll check the SKUs. I'll figure it out. I'll get it to you, and I'll follow up and see if you need more. If that's the format or methodology that you sell and you're not doing the front end stuff, you're not a personality, you're not a personal brand, you're not somebody that is is really engaging and building a community, you could be replaced. Well, to me, it looked like if you look at the stats, even from five years ago to today, uh, average seller spends 32% of their time selling, which means a huge two thirds of their time is not in selling motions. So we invented as an industry, this SDR, BDR role to bifurcate and say, okay, that's going to take care of the problem. Now you can do more than 32. Let's just, it double. didn't work. And it didn't give us the time back. No, it didn't give us enough happening was people just went sweet. Yeah. I don't have to do the hard part of my job now. <laughs> yes. So I think to me, if there's risk in the equation, it's in the traditional SDR that's sending out a sequence through email and, and, you know, doing that because I can now have one person be the equivalent of 10 people through managing all of those different motions. And I'd rather have one that's really good at it, manage 10 accounts than have 10 people who are mixed levels of skill. Now you're still going to have a need for people to field questions, to build connection. Um, you know, every business is a people business, right? But, you know, CEOs are always going to look for a way to speed up efficiency, to maximize cash flow, maximize EBITDA, and um, to be able to scale. And AI is going to produce that. And AI is going to be less expensive and more productive than a staff of people. AI also doesn't have HR problems. AI also doesn't not come in because it snowed that day. AI also doesn't, uh, you know... Um, have infighting, right? And these are all things that obviously cause liabilities within an organization and can reduce productivity. Important is to build culture 
how important it is to to comp- continue to level up and transform. And we're turn we're turning our sales team into a social selling type of a format, right? Yeah. Where where they're they're becoming personal brands because we know AI is going to take away the activity part, is going to cold call, is going to email blast, is going to do all the the initial touches, it's going to prospect. So if we can get them to the point where by the time that happens, they are these personal brands and um, they've got a community, then the community will be much more um, engaged in that AI. They'll be more accepting of it. Yeah, hundred percent. Wow, you're you're and I are thinking on the same page, and a lot of our guests have very similar uh, input. So uh, that's really, really refreshing yeah. to hear because normally I'm coming straight out of a pop up book. <laughs> yeah, well, it's um, we're definitely in the leading parts of the country when it comes to uh, you know bleeding edge technology. But I think this kind of technology for a couple years there, it was like, whoa, wait, I don't get it. Well, now people are starting to get it. Like, hey, I could I could staff ten AI powered outreach, you know, accounts at the cost of one. And so, would I rather hire ten to manually do it? And then, to your point, oh, it's a snow day. Oh, I need four weeks off. Or you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of downtime in in people services. And so, with AI, there's a lot of a lot of upside. So. Well, what an amazing conversation. We've been talking to John Morris, the executive director of brand from Club Colors. It's clubcolors.com. Cool website, cool name. I love it. Um, your customers are amazing. Really fabulous conversation. Thanks for sharing today with us, John. Thank you, Chad. If people want to reach you, best way to get you, go to clubcolors.com or what What would you? Uh, yeah, uh, you could go to clubcolors.com or check me out on LinkedIn. I'm I'm constantly posting on LinkedIn. I've got a podcast called In the Club uh, where we talk to all different types of exciting people like Chad uh, would be an exciting person to talk to. Uh, and we've got a YouTube channel and we'll be on any platform where you can find uh, podcasts. And, uh, of course, you can reach out to me through email, jmorris at clubcolors.com. I'm available. I like to talk. I like to chat because I like to learn. Excellent. All right, John. Thank you. for. We're going to go from 24 You Matter hoodies to 2,400 to 24,000, maybe 24 million. That last one might be the gap. But uh, with your Let's help, go. maybe we can do this. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have another amazing day. And thanks for joining AI for Sales podcast. Hey, you made it this far in your AI for sales journey. Want to augment your sales growth? First, leave us a review and then visit www.scalex.ai to claim your free strategy session today.